Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. Just dip back as we ride this mellow groove. This is me, Icy Robots, and we are here for another exciting episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. This week, we are going to take a look at a character that has appeared in comics, cartoons, action figures, as well as movies. This is a guy who goes by the name of the Falcon, a.k.a. Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie in the Marvel joints. I've always, I've always liked the Falcon. I really, uh, I have an affinity for loyal sidekicks, and this guy has been nothing but a loyal sidekick to Captain America ever since he came out of, uh, came out the box, and that's dope. There is a lot to be said for, uh, laying back in the cut, learning what you can, taking the advice of a great person like Captain America, being the utter study, knowing your role, and shutting your mouth, because... If you do it all, if you do it right, if you if you do it, you can follow in the footsteps. A lot of times, the guy who is the understudy gets promoted up into the main event. And that is what happened with our guy, the Falcon. He uh, Eventually, in the Marvel Comics, he is been promoted up to the role of Captain America, which is great. But we will all talk about that later as we move along and learn more about Sam Wilson. But uh, before we get too far into the show, let's... Light the incense, bang the gong, and move on to the learning. What we like to do on this show is we examine the life of important or not so important characters in the Marvel Universe through the tome known as the Handbook of the Marvel Universe. It was published in the 80s. It's a very thorough guide to all of the important and not so important characters in the Marvel Universe. It's a vast plane of dudes and dudettes and, uh... This is one place where they combine it all together and you can learn everything you'd want to know. Let me reach over and grab my copy. I apologize because I seem to do this every time. I should have it nearby, but for whatever reason, it's always across the room and I have to roll over there to get it. Well, I have the uh, the big version. I have the showcase volume. It has everything in one. I also have a lot of the issues, but I didn't have a complete set. So when I saw this at the flea market, I got up on it. ASAP. So the Falcon's real name is Samuel Wilson. His occupation is that of a social worker slash adventurer. I like how in Marvel and even in DC they call superheroes adventurers uh, because they have dope adventures. His identity is publicly known. His legal status is an American citizen with a criminal record. We know how that can haunt you. Makes it hard to get a job when you have to check the box that says felon. His... Former alias is Snap Wilson. His place of birth is Harlem. That's in New York. He is single. He has some known relatives. Paul, his dad, Darlene, his mom, and Sarah, his sister. There's a few groups he's been affiliated with. He's a former Avenger. And he is also a former partner of Captain America. So I guess there is not a few. There is only a duo, a couple, a duet of teams. He operates out of New York, and his first appearance was Captain America number 117. And that's, you know, that's the personal info. Let's get into the origin. 
what made this dude become the Falcon. Sam Wilson was the son of a dedicated and influential minister in Harlem who died trying to stop a street fight. Sam idolized his father and tried to emulate his selflessness. Humanitarianism after his death was the way to go, but when his mother was killed by a mugger two years later, Sam's grief and anger consumed him. Severely depressed, Sam Wilson's personality changed. So, in a lot of ways, he has, you know, that Batman-esque origin. You know, his father was a great man, and even though both of his parents were killed at the same time, they were both killed in crime. So, he had kind of this, this strong feeling about crime. You know, it was really influential in his life, but unlike Batman, he went the other way. No longer was he a concerned community volunteer, but he became a self-serving racketeer who called himself Snap. Probably because, like, he snapped dude's back or he snapped dude's arm, you know, he was just kind of like an enforcer guy, and if he had to do it, you know, you didn't pay up on time, Snap, your arm was just gonna crack in half at the hands of Snap Wilson. I bet he broke some backs. I don't know, with that name Snap, Maybe he just snapped his fingers. Maybe he's like Snapper Carr over in D.C. And he just... He was like a bebop and dude snapping his fingers. I don't know. That's probably not a great image for a, you know, tough guy thug. But who knows? En route from a mob assignment in Rio de Janeiro, Wilson's plane crashed on the Caribbean island run by the Exiles, a band of professional killers who were accomplices to the Red Skull. Whatever he was doing, he was a racketeer involved in international crime because he was going to Rio. I don't know what they produce in Rio that he's smuggling back, uh, you know, cocaina, maybe some heroin, some poppies, opium poppies. I know not. I know not. Maybe he was sent there to straight snap somebody's arm or snap somebody's neck. Maybe some dude was trying to hightail out of a debt and they sent snap and he snapped his arm on the aisle, but... What's weird is he runs into, you know, the Red Skull. You know, that doesn't happen every day. Um, the Skull used the powers of the Cosmic Cube to transform Snap back into Sam in order to use him as a pawn against Captain America, who was at the time also trapped on the island. That's why fools like the Red Skull will always lose. He has a Cosmic Cube. A Cosmic Cube has vast powers, as I understand it, it has the power to do anything. You can use this to change reality in any way that you like. And this guy, he makes a plane crash so he can grab some some random thug named Snap Wilson and use him to kind of mess with the mind of Captain America. He could just go ahead and turn Captain America into a, uh, you know, a sea slug or a manatee. Or he could do what, you know, he could do any number of things. He could... Just change the entire reality of the universe to where he's in charge. But he, he, he's not doing that. He's doing weird schemes with Snap Wilson. It's, uh, that's why guys like him always lose. The Skull reasoned that Wilson's former idealism would appeal to the captain enough that he would train him as a partner. Then at some later date, the Skull could use him against his enemy. His current attack plan was this. That's so weird. He has a cosmic cube. He has a cosmic cube. He doesn't need to scheme. He can just do whatever. God doesn't scheme. God just does whatever he wants. And he has the power of a god at this point. It's too much. It's too much, Red Skull. Why are you... Why are you doing these things? I'm glad that you do. Because I don't want you in charge. But I just... I gotta ask myself. Why do you do these things you do? Why do you feel like you just gotta... 
You don't need to get the dirt on Captain America when you have a cosmic cube. The dirt is no longer relevant. If you want to, if you want the dirt, use the cosmic cube to just give you the dirt. You don't need to have Sam Wilson in there collecting this stuff for you. It's just, it's just weird, man. It's unseemly for somebody with the power of the cosmic cube to waste it doing weird, weird schemes. If you want, you can save the world with the cube. If you want, you can destroy the world. You can rule the world. Just don't. Don't scheme. It's unseemly. You're better than that, Red Skull. Wilson had always had a remarkable talent for handling birds, especially Red Wing, a hunting falcon that he acquired while in Rio. The Skull used the Cosmic Cube to strengthen their report, rapport, into a permanent superhuman mental link, giving Wilson another qualification for being Captain America's partner. So, he thinks, you know, because the dude's kind of an idealist, he's just like... He, 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 he fancies good ideas, and he also, he can, he has a trained bird. He is like a guy who falcons. He's like, uh, that's a weird sport, I do admit. Uh, training a bird to go and attack squirrels is weird. Now, I do think it's cool that you can send this killer bird out there, and it comes back onto your arm, but the whole thing is kind of weird. I imagine it takes a lot of time to train a bird to do this, but... I spent try time, you know, building a rapport with my dog, so who, who am I to say? But I don't think, I don't think skills with birds are something that's going to really attract Captain America to somebody. He might think it's cool, he might think it's cool you have a falcon and he might check it out, but I can't imagine he's going to be like, you know, let me take the time to train you and you can start hanging with me full time because that bird of yours can fly some loop-de-loops and then come back into your arm. Um, it is a cool trick, but I don't think it's enough to get Captain America to be your homie, but in this it was. And what is this thing with, uh, like, New York East Coast kind of dudes, um, and pigeons, training pigeons on roofs? I don't know. I see it a lot in, like, rap videos. Dudes have pigeons. And then, you know, Mike Tyson, the great Mike Tyson, uh, he was a known pigeon trainer. He had them up on, on roofs, and he would train them to fly and come back and do all kinds of cool stuff. But what's with that? I know... There's a lot of pigeons in cities, but there's a lot of pigeons everywhere. There's pigeons in my town. I see them all the time, but I don't know of anybody who trains them to uh, fly in and out of a cage, but I don't know, man. Different strokes for different folks. I'm not faulting anybody. I just, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. Um, With the captain's assistance and training, Wilson defeated the exiles and assumed the costume identity of the Falcon. So Cap's like, check it out, dude. You got that falcon, right? So it just seems natural that that should be your name because your only real ability is to have a bird come back when you command it to. So <laughs> I guess naturally you will be the falcon. Returning to Harlem, Wilson's snap identity remained submerged until some years later when he recalled his criminal past while undergoing shock therapy at S.H.I.E.L.D. What's that about? Why were they giving the dude shock therapy? I... Now, I know that shock therapy gets a bad rap, and I have actually heard of some people having some success with it, and I'm not saying that I advocate for it, because I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't care. I'm sure many more lives have been ruined by it than have been helped by it. But at any rate, why were they giving the Falcon shock therapy at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters? Maybe just, maybe like uh, Rasputin, how he would sample some poisons and, and hope that he would, you know, be able to eat small doses until eventually he became immune. Was that him? I think it was. I don't know. I might be wrong. I don't care. Maybe they were, they were like, we're going to get the Falcon and we'll, we'll, we'll expose him 
to the shock therapy in hope of maybe when the Red Skull captures him someday and does it to him, he'll be a bit more resistant. Seems cruel, but it is something that I could, that's something I could see Nick Fury doing. Later still, Wilson underwent an identity crisis while running for Congress when he came to terms with his horrible criminal past. I guess, I guess, like, he did have it submerged and he tried to keep it down, but when you run for public office, they really look into you. They look into you hardcore, and while examining Wilson, they probably discovered the identity of Snap, and they brought to light all kinds of things Snap did. You know, people who got their back snapped, all sorts of dudes who who met their end at the hands of this international racketeer. And when he was put face-to-face with these things, he, you know, being the humanitarian he is, being the Avenger that he is, he just wasn't happy with it, man. The Falcon had been solely a rooftop swing athlete until the Black Panther, king of the African nation, Wakanda, provided him with some Wakandan technology that enabled him to fly. So eventually, he did... You know, he did earn that name of the Falcon when he took to the air with the aid of this uh, Wakanda technology. Undoubtedly, some vibranium, some vibranium wings. Wakanda has an access, excess of vibranium, and they seem to make everything out of it. I remember reading one where Reed Richards is over there visiting, hanging out, and he brings up like, Hey man, there's I hear there's a lot of vibranium around here. The dude's like, Oh yeah, we got tons. This uh, bench you're sitting on right now? It's made of vibranium. It's a super bench. We got so much of it that we just build whatever. Our soda cans are made of vibranium. It's great. Our pencils, everything. Just you name it. Vibranium, Q-tips. We just chuck it. We don't even care. But eventually he did get these wings and he earned the name of the Falcon. But up until then, he'd just been, you know, jumping on rooftops like Daredevil, punching fools out, karate kicking guys in the neck, hanging out with Captain America with only... Like, some kind of a falcon that he has, you know, telekinesis with as his superpower. So, you gotta give it to him, man. It's, he came up the hard way. He was just swinging right hooks, swinging left crosses, doing whatever. And he was able to bring down some villains with Captain America. So, when he got those wings, he was more than ready. You know, the time he spent doing it on natural, when he, you know, he got the time to, uh, the chance, rather, to have some super wings. He was devastating with the wings once he learned how to use them, right? That uh, that period of time, though, where you're you're learning how to use the wings, you could straight up lose your life. Uh, there's going to be a point where you're just going to have to, you know, as an act of faith, you're going to have to leap off a roof with these wings. And as easy it might be, you know, to glide with vibranium wings attached to your back, it's going to be, I think it's going to be rough to come in for a landing at least the first few times. You're going to be at serious risk to die, if not, you know, just break your legs or your ankles. All right, uh... Let's take a quick pause, check out a commercial, and then we will be right back in a sec. It's Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk from the Elastic Superhero Collection. I can be that. You can tie them in a tangle and see how they unwrangle. You can stretch the legs and arms. It won't do any harm. Watch this. Elastic Spider-Man and Hulk. Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk, each sold separately from the Elastic Superhero Collection by Mego. The Elastic Superheroes were essentially like Stretch Armstrongs. I remember my cousin had a Stretch Armstrong. He lived over in Burbank. We'd go visit him and 
one day we got to messing around, we cut one of the arms off, and it got like corn syrup and goo all over the place. It was really, it was really viscous. Is that the word? It's thick. It was gross. And we ended up getting it everywhere. Now, truth be told, we, we took turns standing on it, trying to squeeze it out. We, we really gave it to that Stretch Armstrong over the years. I wonder, I wonder if it was because he was Stretch. I don't know, man. Maybe if it was the Hulk or Spider-Man, maybe we wouldn't have given it to it so bad. Like, we, everybody tried to pull them as much as they could pull them, but we were, we would, you know, kind of poke at it with things, and we, I guess, I bet you everybody did that, and I'm, I'm just thinking that we were bad kids or whatever. The Falcon had been around for a long, long time before he started to get his due. He's starting to get it now. Uh, recently in Marvel Comics, I believe the gimmick was that the super soldier serum in Captain America had started to run out, and good old Steve Rogers had started to run out, and he had to pick a successor. And the dude that he picked, naturally, was, uh, you know, Sam Wilson, because he was Captain America's tightest accomplice. He was the one dude he knew he could count on. And when, he, you know, when he had to pass on the mantle, when he had to pass on the shield and the identity, he knew it had to go to somebody who would really know what it represents. Captain America represents more than just being a superhero. He more than represents the government. He represents all of us. Captain America is for the American people and he couldn't give this he couldn't give this identity to somebody who wouldn't treat it with the incredible reverence and respect that it deserved. And having spent so much time with uh, you know, the Falcon, he he knew that this was the guy. This wasn't the dude who later became the the U.S. agent. This wasn't Johnny Walker or any of these other jerks who tried to become Captain America. This was the Falcon. This was the guy he'd fought with in the Avengers and he'd fought the Red Skull with. He he knew he could do it. And the Falcon has since been admirable in the role of Captain America. He's presently in the Avengers. Tony Stark's has a team of Avengers. It's him, Lady Thor, Miss Marvel, Nova, Spider-Man and, you know, anchoring the team in the real veteran spot is Sam Wilson as the Falcon. I read that book every month. I don't love it. Mark Wade writes it. I, I'm always on the verge of canceling it because there's too much teenage stuff in there. And I realize that comics have to appeal to kids, but there's like this romance in the works between Miss Marvel and Nova, and they just take up so much time with it. But, uh, our guy, the Falcon, he actually had some romance in the book too. He was on an adventure with a Lady Thor who, I would imagine, you know, since Guy Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, is such, you know, a dream date. He's such a, he's such, you know, just, ah, he's a good looking dude. What am I going to say? What do you want me to say? It's just truth. All right, accept it. He's such a handsome cat that if you had somebody as a Lady Thor, it would stand to reason that she is also probably beauteous. You know who I see in the role of Lady Thor, and she's not necessarily an actor, is, uh, Charlotte Flair in the WWF, the current WWE ladies champ. Uh, I know that Natalie Portman is no longer involved with Marvel movies. She just recently issued a statement saying, yeah, they haven't called me in years. I have no idea. But in the comics, it's her character, Jane Foster, who becomes Lady Thor. And, uh, you know, she makes this transformation into this statuesque blonde, you know, Norse goddess. And I could see like Natalie Portman hitting the the hammer on the ground, and boom, all of a sudden, you know, Charlotte Flair's standing there in the gear. She's a, you know, she's a mighty woman. Anyway, our guy, the Falcon, was on a mission with her, and he got to catch a smooch. He got a kiss from Lady Thor, and 
there's a romance in the works there. So I got to say, you know, good on you for that, uh, Sam Wilson. There, it's nice to see him get his due. Dude's been around for a long time, and he, he it's nice to see him finally get that main event push. It's cool to see him in the Avengers movies, too. He's a character I've always been fond of because you saw my fondness for sidekicks. And it was cool to see, you know, Anthony Mackie take that role and do so much with it. He's like this loyal pal to Captain America. He's the one guy Captain America can trust in the movie. It's like Cap doesn't even have to ask, hey, are you down, Falcon? Because you know the Falcon's down. That's such that's such a good trait. And it's great to see where, you know, that has led him. Now he's now he's in the main event. He's in the Avengers kissing Lady Thor. So good for you. He's also got a lot of toys recently. I know there's like a Marvel Legends based off the movie. I have a Falcon Mini Mate. I know there's a Marvel Titan series. They're like 12 inches. They're kind of cheapy toys for kids, but they're fun. They're like 12 inches. They don't have elbow or knee joints, just, uh, you know, five points, head, elbows, and legs, but they're still, they're kind of fun. I don't have any, but they kind of clock in at about 10 bucks too. So they're, they're a bargain. He's got one of those. I know he's got a hot toy. There's like a Diamond Select statue. So he's really, really hitting the main events. Uh, Let's go online onto eBay and get the current prices for Captain America 117, the first appearance of the Falcon. Um, I think this is probably a pretty hot book right now. Um, Let's check out some of the solds. That's where you get the best idea of what's going on. Um, One just sold here. Now, this is a CGC graded 8.5. Went for three fifty. Oh, here's one for only sixty bucks. Not as much as I would think. That's in very fine condition. Oh, here's one, six point five rated, one hundred and eighteen bucks. So I'm thinking you can go anywhere from you know fifty, sixty bucks up into the high end, two, three, maybe eventually even four hundred bucks. Even though we haven't seen evidence, but it's a book that I I wouldn't pay that price. I think it's a book you had to get in on a while ago and. You know, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I actually did. I picked this one up on eBay maybe like 10, 15 years ago. I think I got it for like 20 bucks. This was back when there wasn't a lot of interest in the Falcon. So somebody let a really nice copy of it go, and I got it on the wall. I'm looking at it right here. On the cover, the Falcon has a green uniform, not the normal red that we know and love. I don't know how long he stuck with that red uniform. I mean, the green uniform, rather. Um, It's kind of ugly. I will admit, uh, to, you know, green with like a bodysuit. I don't know. Once he moved on to red, things were really starting to, starting to look up. But, uh, you know what? I think we are, I think we're at the end of the show, you know? I think we have reached the point where our learning of the Falcon has ceased to move forward. We are just kind of, kind of in a lateral position right now, as it were. And that's okay. That's okay. One second before we go, let's take a look at the power grid. For the Falcon. That is a, a grid where they rate you between 1 and 7, 1 being the weakest, 7 being the highest, in 1, 2, 3, 6 different categories. The first is intelligence. He is rated at 5. He has a 5 out of 7, so he's pretty smart. 5 out of 7 in strength. Hold on, rather. I am reading, this is off the Marvel.com wiki, so I'm actually reading the wrong category. I'm reading the fan votes. This is where people think he should be, but the blue is the official Marvel ratings. And that, he only has a three in intelligence. He's like just under halfway to the top. Same with strength. His speed, though, is four. His durability is three. These are all normal human stats. He's a a bit faster than normal, but he's all in the threes. 
When I say normal, I mean normal superhero stats. His durability is 3, his abilities to project energy are 3, but his fighting skills are a 5. And that's due, that's due to training with Cap, you know. You spend some time training with Cap and you're going to know how to knock a sucker out, as it were. So, gotta look at the power grid, gotta look at some merch, how much the comic's going to cost. Got through the history. I think you guys know enough. I think at this point... If I gave you a test on the Falcon, you could pass. So, I'm going to start to power down, power down the Earth Station here, and I'm going to head off, get head off into the hills. Till next time, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off, uh, episode Marvel Handbook number seven, The Falcon. This has been an Icy Robots Radio production.